Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for February 11th, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jack Steen, co-pastor with Russ Steen at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Meant to Shine. get tired of talking about how great the choir is every week. All of the mountain scenes are my favorites. Significant moments happen on mountaintops in the Bible, from Moses receiving the Ten Commandments to Jesus preaching that most famous Sermon on the Mount. When the Bible takes you to a mountaintop, you better pay attention. Today is no exception. Today, in the liturgical calendar, I know you all keep that alongside your regular calendar, today marks the last Sunday in the season of Epiphany. Lent starts next Sunday. Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday, which is Valentine's Day, which is a real bummer. Lent, I mean, Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day, but you're just going to have to get over it and listen to the liturgical calendar. Today marks the last Sunday in the season of Epiphany, which means that way back on January the 6th, when the Magi arrived bearing their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, ever since that day, we've been considering what this appearing, this Epiphany, may mean for us when it comes to wisdom. And it all culminates today on the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany, which is also Transfiguration Sunday. Wow, y'all are going to be so intelligent when you talk to your friends about the liturgical year. Well, this scene from Mark's Gospel is a doozy. It's actually one of my favorite scenes in all of the New Testament. Jesus takes them to climb a mountain though I bet they were thinking it was an odd time for hiking, what with so many people that needed to be tended to and all. But they follow him along the way, and when they reach the top, their minds are blown. The only way to describe it would be to call it dazzling. Except they don't really need to figure out how to describe it since Jesus tells them to keep quiet about all of it. Their bright lights, their loud voices, dead prophets appearing from out of nowhere. No one would have believed them if they had tried to describe it. Then it dawned on me. Isn't the way that still is for people of faith? If I tried to describe what I experience in faith sometimes... I'm afraid no one would believe me. They may call me crazy, but they certainly would not call me wise. And it's always strange to me when I hear Jesus say, now don't tell anybody about this. But then it totally makes sense, doesn't it? How can you give words to why we come here to worship God who is honestly more unknown to us than known. 
How do you talk about that? How can we explain why we choose to live out our faith in community when we are such a random mixture of people with a wide variety of ideas and passions and beliefs coming from all over the city and the county and beyond. Some of you drive a long way to get here, passing untold of numbers of other churches on your way. How do you tell about that? Why do you do that? How do we describe that we are so motivated by the teachings of Jesus that we will give money and time and energy to serving people we do not even know who have great needs? Why would you do that? And how would you tell about that if pressed to do so? And how have we become so dazzled by a story recorded in an ancient text that we claim a faith that cannot be told easily or succinctly. And none of it can be proven at all. Not one piece of it. No wonder Jesus told them, you better keep this to yourselves. On this Mount of Transfiguration, it all becomes crystal clear, though. Jesus is who they think he is. He's the real deal. They have now seen something. I don't know what they saw, but they saw something with their eyes that they had felt in their gut when he asked them to follow him in the first place. There's no point in trying to tell anybody about it. There's no point in trying to explain it. There's no point in trying to describe it. Perhaps we finally learn at this transfiguration scene that true wisdom, true wisdom, comes when we internalize what we have seen and heard and experienced and turn all of that into action on his behalf. The old hymn says it this way, And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. It's Peter who comes up with the grand and idiotic plan to build three dwelling places for Moses, Elijah, and Jesus way up high on that mountaintop. I'll cut him a little bit of slack. I'm sure it was a knee-jerk reaction to try and make sense of it all. The text says that he and they were terrified. We come up with some of our worst ideas when we are terrified. Building three dwelling places, that makes no sense at all. They would not stay on the mountaintop because no one ever does. There's too much that needs our attention in the valleys below. 
too many burdens and brokenness in the flatlands, too much that needs healing and mending in the low places, too much tending to do in the foothills to stay atop a mountain. So the disciples wisely kept their mouths shut about the dazzling parts and simply continued to follow him, trying to do what he did, live the way he lived, cared the way he cared, loved the way he loved. And so on this Sunday, when we ordain, install, and train deacons, it is most appropriate that we read this dazzling story about Jesus. Deacons, you have been called to serve this church in the way of Jesus. But this mountaintop moment isn't just for you. It's for all of us. But as I was reminded by one blogger this week, it would be so nice to linger on the mountaintop, especially considering all that happened before and during the climb. We can't stay, though, no matter how tiring the journey. Jesus didn't linger in the dazzling moments. He took a breath and went back down into the valley with villages full of needy, broken, lost folks who need a bit of the brightness from the heights to provide hope in the depths. And while ordination can be one of those dazzling mountaintop experiences, I lean more into the quote found in your bulletin to speak to all of us today. Marianne Williamson puts it this way, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. Transfiguration teaches us that we are all meant to shine. So shine, friends. Shine. Be dazzling. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Just makes you want to hum along, doesn't it? If you want to let that love shine, the world will be transfigured. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, 
community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.